Okay, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whenever I'm feeling like a little too good, I just think about how with certainty somewhere in this world, probably in this city, there is a random hot who is turning to his friend and saying, I'm so random. Like, I'm so awkward. And then it, that, that thought disrupts my rest and keeps me off the rest of the night with rage. Happy for you. It's like, what's it called? Um, the New Zealand show. I, the piano? Oh, it's, um... With what's his Summer Heights High. Yes. Jermaine. Oh. Jermaine. I'm Jermaine. so random. So random. Yes. That's that's what it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So random. Thank you. Is Love Simon you do that our twenty well. fifth episode? Our twenty fifth episode. Wow. We're t- we're uh, the podcast is officially older than me. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. N- until tomorrow when this when this is dropping the day before my birthday. <gasps> Happy early birthday. Thank you. I will be wow. turning 23. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is the How year. How old are you? I'm 26. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait. No, but this is the birthday that I'm really feeling it. You're really your age? I'm feeling time. I can feel the bags. And, no, I mean, my skin is actually looking okay today. But you don't I feel the bags like oh, Nick Robinson. <laughs> Nick Robinson <laughs> is a tired old man. At he 20. looks Who so just wants different. to come out already. So different in different lights throughout the movie. <laughs> Do you think it was a choice to make him look more haggard before he came out? And then his as if he'd been holding luminous. his breath for years. <laughs> and Jennifer just... Garner was like, "Here's your light," <laughs> Here's your light. and like, there's your light balance. It's like the uh, the Seinfeld episode where the woman looks oh, different yeah. in the porch. Yes. Is it... mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as bad as Dreaming Dornan and Fifty Shades, where like, well, he, he doesn't have he a face. Looks... He just doesn't have a face. Yeah, there's no face to like, be. There's not a face to be seen. Quite Nick, literally. Nick Robinson. Sometimes you see some circles, and you're like, "Oh." Can we talk about the Metro Authority? By which I mean the subway. By which I mean <gasps> the su- <gasps> by which I mean Cuomo's subway. By which I mean a broken subway system. By which I mean <gasps> the passion. It ain't quiet, baby. It's Cynthia Nixon. Loud. Cynthia Nixon has never wanted to live anywhere else but New York City. She's running for governor. How exciting is this? Had, I don't know what neighborhood she grew up in. I need just for personal knowledge. I'm sure that she's brought it up already. If she she was hitting the stump I'm sure, today, yeah. I I, heard. I feel like whoever did that campaign ad should have been running her Oscar campaign last year. Mm. If she had released that ad, but had just been like, "I've never wanted to play anyone else," <laughs> she would have won the Oscar for it. But at the same time, now I know why she wasn't campaigning for the Oscar yeah, last she year. Was busy. She was busy getting a campaign together for governor. Yeah, she was. She didn't care about her Oscar. She's unseating uh, she Cuomo. Wants to, she wants to save the city. I hope it happens. I mean, this is the only superhero origin story I'm interested in. Who knew that Sex and the City was going to be an origin story for, for Governor Cynthia Nixon? Governor, then President... President Nixon. What did you say, Ben? Uh, Governor, President, then Lord. Oh, God. <laughs> Our Lord and Ideological Savior. God. <laughs> Cynthia Nixon. Um, well, what do you think she's doing right now? Sipping hot tea. I think that she's going over a speech to talk to a teacher's union at well, the moment. While sipping hot tea. While sipping hot tea, but at a desk with her hair pulled back. With a voiceover, with it's chimey <laughs> and syncopated, 
who was she's going over the her gay speech mayor of new york in the back in the day or, cock yeah Koch. when he ran Koch. for <laughs> when he ran Koch. for governor against cuomo senior mario young cuomo came up with the slogan vote for cuomo not the homo <gasps> and um, now it is time me? to reclaim that yes as someone i a friend of mine said she should use vote for the homo not cuomo yes that would be amazing by visibility yes bye bye cuomo i i forgot cynthia is a lesbian or is she bi she's on the record as bi yes she identifies as bi on the record she has a wife currently and children as we all know she Mm -hmm. is a proud public school graduate and a prouder public school parent i just love that i I do too i still haven't watched her i love the i've watched it four times (laughs) i've watched it more than (laughs) i need to watch everyone tweeting like i see her on the subway she really rides it (laughs) and she really sighs in frustration (laughs) let me tell you sunday nixon really does tap her foot and check her watch (laughs) i like that tweet today she it broke down and she was just like well (laughs) this is what i'm talking about <laughs> she's probably just started did, stumping did you see <laughs> some like listen shoe, up some shoeshine boy with a news cap like pulls an apple box out from <laughs> under a chair she stands or a soapbox and she stands on it she had a great tweet today because we all know that christine quinn mm-hmm. who's used to being the power lesbian in new york politics mm-hmm. who can't help but lose every time she's in a goddamn race she made the point today, or it's not even a point, but she said that, like, she made the distinction that she was a qualified lesbian and Cynthia Nixon was an unqualified lesbian. And Cynthia Nixon tweeted today, by which I mean last Tuesday, she was like, all lesbian, or all qualified and unqualified lesbians welcome at my events, like, <laughs> tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Cynthia! I'm, I'm excited, and I hope that she proves herself worthy of this. I think so, too. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. We'll see. I think that uh, a lot of times you have female celebrities who are also activists, like Ashley Judd, for instance, Mm -hmm. who are encouraged to run for Senate, for instance, against Mitch McConnell. Right. And they they never choose to run. And the left is like, oh, but Ashley Judd, I bet she could have done it. Yeah. And now Cynthia Nixon is running, and you're hearing assholes yeah, being like right. celebrity runs for governor like people love like, the do idea you know who's in the white house right now exactly Mommies. yeah right i mean i think that the republicans sort of made celebrities running for office it's been moot point for decades yeah. now i think they, someone they don't have a good track record someone tweeted i think a still from a quiet passion and it's just cynthia cynthia nixon saying something about hypocrisy oh that for, was for those uh, that was that was friend of the pod hypocrisy. matt erspamer mm. oh was it oh it yeah was it is like okay. Celebrities run for political office all the time. All the time. And you know what has been said to me at least four times in the past 24 hours is, I just wish Cynthia Nixon was starting smaller. Like, it's fine for her to get into politics. I just wish she was starting smaller. What? And to that, I respond, you are sexist. (laughs) Because I have never heard that about anyone else. Yeah. Absolutely. And why would she start smaller? You can say, I don't think she's qualified and I would like to hear what she has to say. That's about, that's the right way to go about this. I just feel like a lot of people are like, she's not qualified. And they're not doing research that for years, she has been the most vocal parent at yeah. her New York public school PTA meetings. And then has just been an activist in general for her entire career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember hearing some accounts, maybe like in the last year, of 
basically pieces that were quoting other parents at those meetings. I think that's what it was. And they were like, oh, no, she's like, she's on top of her shit. Like, she's the one who comes informed. She's the one who knows her shit. I don't know if it was just like a random tweet or what. She also came out before it was cool. I mean, damn right she did. It was like, when did she? 2005. It was after Sex and the City. George W. Bush was in the White House. Yeah. He he had just won re-election or was about to if it was before no it was you're right it was 2005 I think it was 2005. so he had just won like re-election by 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 Karl Rove putting uh, anti-gay rights ordinances up and down state ballots mm-hmm. so that the religious right would turn out and then propel him and in, back into a second term mm-hmm. uh, so it, obviously not a good time to be gay oh this is by the way this is a really good segue because <laughs> we were all in high school at that point <gasps> and it wasn't okay to be a faggot. Well, shall we get into it? Well, introduce <laughs> us. Yeah. Call okay. it out. Oh, right. Hello everyone. <laughs> this is movies. IMO. Um, I'm Brandon Kirby. I'm Ben MP. I'm Daniel Crook. And today we are all equally thrilled. All equally four stars and a heart on letterbox. <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> To talk about um, love, Simone. Love, Simone. Love, Simone. Love, Simone. Simon. Um, which has Jean, been Jean which Jean has been on the lips of the gays for about two weeks now. Since you'll be hearing this, and they are the frères of Jaca. I do wish brothers had <laughs> retained the title of the novel. Which oh, is too long. Too long. I say, it, Simon versus the Homo sapiens. Simon versus the Homo sapien agenda. Agenda. Oh, that's like right. the running time of Tomorrowland. Too long. I love it. I love it too, but I get why. I do too. I get I'm sure it was a studio decision, mm-hmm. yeah. Um but okay, Love Simon is uh, it also makes it too gay because it has the word homo in it. <laughs> it does but Homo sapien. I know, but that but you're still it's still evoking homo. homo. Love Simon is just a much zingier, simpler, nice. And you can throw it on a billboard, like which way do we Which ho? way do we hoe, Love yeah, Simon? Yeah, it works perfectly <laughs> for the marketing. Um We're talking about billboards that have been up in Los Angeles and there are billboards says, more than three. Which way do we hoe? Yeah. Love and, Simon. And it's localized. Or it's like Dear Los Angeles, which way do we hoe? And it's localized beyond Los Angeles. Absolutely. My friend Posted a picture of one in Chicago that said, mm-hmm. which way to Boys Town? Sure. So, nice. uh, you know, I don't know where else they would do it. Which way to Hell's Kitchen? Can I offer, yeah, can I offer a point? Yeah. Sure. I'm not sure that Simon of Love Simon really wants to go out in WeHo or Boys Town. He's like so reserved. I'm not saying he wouldn't be into it. Does he want to sneak into this? He wants to go to Akbar. He wants to go to Akbar. He's more of an Akbar gay. IMO. Yeah, because well, of I the want... music he listens exactly. to. Exactly. Right? I oh, that's clear. let's just get it out of the way. My favorite moment in the film. But just let me just shit real quick before I love this movie to death. In the beginning, when he's getting into his car and popping the headphone jack into the iPhone, getting the ready-to-go-to-school playlist, mm-hmm. he clicks on some bleachers, and then a couple minutes later, it's like, music supervisor Jack Antonoff yeah, yeah. flashes on the that screen. That's yes. funny. Yeah. I didn't notice that. He yeah. also likes she and him. I noticed the him. bleachers, but I didn't notice that Jack, Jack Antonoff is the, the film's music supervisor. Yeah, and it shows. <laughs> it ends with the bleachers song. It starts with the bleachers That's song. A- Funny. Yeah. It works. Right. But I, I, he was I just love like, to laugh. Of course. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> Jack. Okay, quick summary. Love Simon is the groundbreaking LGBT movie because it is the first studio backed wide release YA LGBT lead movie. 
Yes. Is that correct? Is that accurate? It is the first time that the coming out experience has been put into a mainstream studio film front and center. Yeah, yeah. commercial as the protag- As the protagonist's goal and struggle. Mm-hmm. Right. And for that reason, I wept <laughs> several yeah. times. So it's the story of Closeted Simon in high school. He has his group of friends. He says... He's just like us. He's just like us. I'm just like you. He just wants I, lo- I love... Race. I like iced coffee. I, oh my God. Okay, that first voice. Wow. I like 90s music. <laughs> that first one... <laughs> There's a, that there's, first voiceover is rough. That first voiceover, oh, I was like, it's bad of the bone. I was, I was like, oh, binging no. on carbs. I was like, oh no, we <laughs> like going to the soccer game. <laughs> but okay. love to dribble. Well, what's interesting is that when the, when the trailer for this movie came out, I was like, <clears throat> I was also like, uh oh, the trailer didn't. I was worried. I knew this movie was important. And was going to be important regardless. But I also was hoping it would be good. And I'm right. thrilled that it actually is not only good, it's great. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, okay, so really quick, Simon's in high school. He's He has a family just like you and uh, friends oh, just like I you. Now I have a sister I actually like. I actually like her. <laughs> not that I'll ever tell her. <laughs> Except you tell her in every scene, Simon. <laughs> I love this. What's this beignet? I'll take a bite. Good job, girl. And then he like Going spits it out or something, doesn't Blah. he? I don't know. In their huge ass motherfucking kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy Myers wishes. The house that the one friend lives in, the new friend, the girl that plays Sally Bowles. What's her name? Wanna say Angie? It <laughs> I thought it was like Maya. <laughs> Wait, who? All I know is I got oh, her the on girl. the BuzzFeed quiz about the one which that character the guy has a crush on. Oh, Abby, Abby. Abby. Angie. Big Ange. <laughs> Maya. <laughs> she comes out of like a fucking museum. Like a brick and mortar. <laughs> Museum. Single parent. And you're like, hey. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, I think this movie is going to mean so much to gay teens today, but I think it yeah. might mean more to us when there was more of a middle class in this country. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it, it's right. portraying, like, this Atlanta suburb that, like, you know, it's probably, I mean, it's definitely upper middle class, mm-hmm. but... Do those neighborhoods still exist? Like, are they... I thought, I was like, this for sure has to have been shot in Beverly Hills. Right. And then I was, like, inspecting the street signs, and I was like, no, that's not what they look like. By the way, some some faggot is already clucking their tongue at the fact that we're nitpicking this important movie. Which it is! No, I mean, it's fun to... We're allowed to poke fun at it. Yeah, there's a Venn diagram of significance and quality. (laughs) And it does land in the intersection. We we all agree that it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. There's quite an amount of overlap, but there's things to poke fun at. Absolutely. I mean, it's a a young adult film. Like when he answers the FaceTime and then just puts the phone straight up at the ceiling and he's over here. I think think the youth do that. The youth are so so, flippant about their FaceTime usage. I think they do. I've done that. Are you a youth? I am very youthful, guys. You heard it here first. Brandon is the voice of young America. I also have a pop socket on my phone, so I'm a child. You are. (laughs) Pit pop on the clock. (laughs) Okay, okay, we have DJ blow my screws up of the plot in the summary. Let me do the plot. Okay, he has all these friends. And then we find out there is another closeted kid that goes by the pseudonym of Blue who posted on the school blog that, you know, I'm closeted. Creekside Secrets? Creekside Secrets. Like Gossip Girl? It's like Gossip Girl. Simon decides to um, hit him up in an email and then then the theater, annoying theater kid, Logan, 
Is that his Mark- name? Well, they, they exchange a number of oh, emails. Oh, the actor's name is Logan. They exchange though. a number of emails. They, they forge a connection. They fall in love. And Simon says, email. I'm just like you. Yeah. And then the theater kid gets a hold of the emails and then uses it to blackmail Simon. Because he's like, I want to date your friend Abby. There is something to be said. Yes. That the yes. initial voiceover ends up being his it makes it so much better yes and the voiceover the, ends up being that introductory the, email just to blue like you he's actually talking to yeah. right right blue. not not the presumed heterosexual audience yes yeah i really liked that it how that, that worked out. It, it completely won me what over I, what i like about this movie is that it, it starts one way and then completely sub like subverses itself into being something much richer deeper mm-hmm. and God, it's fucking the funny. The scene it won me over it's is after funny. Halloween when he and Leah are lying down to bed and she's trying to tell him that she loves him. That's a great scene. And I was like, oh, these are good actors. Yes. <laughs> that's a great scene. And like, that's oh. what's-her-face Catherine Long- Langford from 13 Reasons Why. Oh, well, I didn't watch oh, I that haven't program. Watched that. I didn't watch the she suicide. Is the glamorization suicide program. Um, in that scene... I was extremely jealous of Simon's bed and his bedding. It's a little fluffy and ridiculous. It's, it's fluffy, crunchy. It has that like <laughs> texture to it. Oh, Brandon! I just want like a crunchy. I love that with those hands, is, baby. I <laughs> just bed is the exact some size food. of that nook. Oh, it's, yes. I think it's a custom I'm mattress so with with whiteboard paint. Room. Yeah, and you don't see it, but on April the second, he's, well he's going to a Radiohead so. concert. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I believe I and and I by the way and by the way, Nick Robinson might be the king of limbs because he's got a pretty nice broad shoulder thing going on. Yeah, he does. In an unassuming you, sort you of get way. A, yeah, you get that one shot of him toweled and you You know what you know what I like about on. his body type in this movie? Tell us. Is that he doesn't have like a six pack. No, his it's pecs aren't huge. Lean. It's just lean. He's lean. And mm-hmm. it's like that. I'm not going to go over the moon for like lean representation, but we, but most like gay white dudes that right. we see in stories have perfect bodies. Correct. And that's why, that's why like men. This is clearly m- a young gay who doesn't participate in PE. Yes. Which yeah. I was. Like, which is his character. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I want to talk about Nick Robinson's performance as Simon. Okay. People have said it's a little blank or vacant. But I don't see that. I disagree. I disagree. But for those I who... also, though, I could just defend that with, like, the Robert Bresson school of acting, which is that, like, less... Unaffected. ...allows you to project yourself onto it's, the character. Yeah, you can... I, Cypher might be a little extreme. Yeah. I mean, it's my Black Panther argument, uh, Benjamin. Right. But, yes, I, I do think that Nick Robinson has a sense of interiority in this film that is rich, that is specific. He gives a fully fleshed characterization without making a big show out of it. It's very nuanced, naturalistic acting. But yeah. to Ben's Brisson point, I also would agree that this makes him an easier canvas for the audience, specifically gay teens, to project themselves yeah. upon. That's, I think... He's doing both. I think it was a conscious decision to make his character like that. And also, in high school, when you're closeted... You don't know what your personality... You shrink inside yourself. You don't know what your personality will eventually become. You don't know what your outward interests will eventually This is a point that the film makes that I found very moving, which is his mother and his best friend saying to him, you actually get to 
get to know yourself now and mm-hmm. he's sort and, and he makes the point of no no i want to i want to stay true to who i am i, I don't want myself to disappear and they're like no that's not you like you get to you get to find out who you right. are now right how exciting for you that is great because some people i i didn't really have much of this when i came out but some people actually no the movie touches on this a little bit the closest thing to rejection that i got from my closest circle mm-hmm. like to be very simplistic about it some people were weird but were my closest friends feeling very betrayed that i hadn't said anything to them yet mm-hmm. it's like when his best friend is like why did you tell abby before me he's like well yeah. i've known her for 6 months it's so much easier to yes. introduce myself this to, to this fresh person than it is to tell someone i've known my entire life that i haven't been entirely truthful mm-hmm. not in a lying sort of way but in Obviously, we know what it's like to be closeted. Yeah, I thought that was super relatable. Like, in high school, when I came out, I came, similar to Simon's movie, like, I came out to someone I wasn't as close with as a sort of test run. Right. Before I came out to my girl best friend. Right. Mm -hmm. My, uh, Alex, what's her name? Leah. My Leah. Leah. I believe she's Leah. Yeah. So, I I mean, there's so many moments in this that are like, they... Took you right back to your high school coming out experience. Mm-hmm. And being the faggot in cabaret. Who's <laughs> <sighs> always in the chorus. I also came out in the middle of a school production. Of Wait, what was the play? The Sound of Music. Who were you? Wait a minute. <laughs> Who were you playing in The Sound of Music? I was just in the chorus. Oh. I was a Nazi. The faggot in the chorus. Uh, and there isn't really a big chorus in... It's no. just like there's a waltz scene. Hmm? There's like a there's the party yeah. scene. Oh no, I've also been on a production. Oh nice. Yeah. There's the the party scene in the first act, and then there's the Nazi stuff in the second act. That's the terrible thing of being in the chorus for the sound of music is you will absolutely end up wearing you are a, a swastika armband. <laughs> yeah. And I was the only Nazi in the chorus that was not Jewish. So let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. It was awkward. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Oh, man. Um, I, I, I was free I drink, by the way. Cabaret. Cabaret. I came out, but that was like three years. So earlier. wait, did we all come out in high school then? No. I, well, I came out the day after my high school graduation. Oh, how yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Well, then, I mean, that's and when my y'all... coming out process began. Did y'all come out oh. to like, who did you come out to? Who was your person? Who was your Leah? I came out to my best friend. And we had consumed quite a bit of alcohol. As one does. And I decided to take the moment. I like that. Mm-hmm. I was so sitting in a, I did it. Sitting in a field of grass. I think I did my full coming out story on the Ladybird episode. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was yeah. a good story, too. I won't, I, I won't re- make it a rerun. I Listen to our Ladybird episode. I to my friend Anne, who's getting married this summer. Shout my friend Zach Anne. is getting married this summer, who I oh came out God. to. Oh! Wait, is my friend getting married this summer too? It was the summer. Oh my god! Two thousand eight. <laughs> Fag magic. I, but I took it back. <laughs> <laughs> I came out to you her. You put yourself back in the closet, and then I put myself back in the closet, and oh then no. in the fall, I can't remember if I told her again first or if I told my friend Brad first at that point, and then like three days after I told them, I told everyone in my life. Did you guys have that moment that Simon has when he comes out to Abby and she's like, do you want me to be surprised? After he's like, did you know? Like, are you surprised? Right. And she's like, That's... do you want me to pretend to be? That, no, that... no one asked me that. that I scene... had that moment. 
That scene is so good mm-hmm. because it's so real. You can feel the thing that's great about Nick Robinson's performance is you can constantly feel the suffocating amount of pressure he's under and the weight of the world that is on his back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, expectations, As- mm-hmm. assimilation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I feel. Oh, bad. let me tell you. Uh huh. <laughs> I felt that literally back <laughs> ten years ago. I felt that. Now you can breathe, Simon. <sighs> Let's. I'm not ready to talk about the Jennifer Garner's like handsome of vape. Now you can breathe, Simon. <laughs> um, I um, want to talk about the conversation where he asks, uh, did you know? Because that's such, I asked it too. Like, we want to know. If we had been if, seen if already. We, yeah, yeah. If if we had been found out. If right. our secret was already right. known. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's always, at least for me, every they were like, there were some that were like, oh, I have no idea. But most were like. Oh yeah, right. Hold because you weren't dating, you weren't talking about girls. That's the right. biggest giveaway. It is the yeah. biggest giveaway because you're not talking about girls. One time, I, not trying to... I came out in air quotes, like pretended to come out mm-hmm. my sophomore year of high school. I was with my best friend, and I like fake, like I came out, like knowing that I was gay, like had had been in gay and you know i had like had sex already like by the time i was a sophomore in high school oh i want to ask this question okay well that's fine no i know it's it's on this topic oh virginity did you have sexual encounters with men before you came out oh that's a good question (laughs) no okay same i didn't either oh yeah did you know you wanted to yes yes correct same how fun because like i was having sex in like the shame shadow and where like the sex was, itself was like so liberating and so dangerous and fun yeah. and and not and, and taboo. And then as soon as it was done, I just felt so much shame. Like for years. Oh, for sure. years. Yeah. But um Sorry, what was I, I saying? you. I just had to like Oh no, it's okay. Out. It's like when I was trying to make a joke when you were talking about when your grandpa died and I'm talking about <laughs> when I came Whoops. out for the first time. I, I like literally didn't like kiss another guy until like last year. <laughs> until <laughs> yesterday, guys. <laughs> I was 19. It was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it was it was late in life. It I think there's nothing. Sad. I think there's no, no, no. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Look, Tina Fey. I'm joking about it. I think there's nothing like wrong 26. with that. Yeah. And look at her. And look at her. She's so she's successful. doing she's great. Out. She's featured in that wine ladies movie. What's it called? <laughs> it's called Wine Ladies. Wine Friends, right? Wine Country. Wine Country. <laughs> wine Friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's wine all, all I'm looking for in this world is a few wine friends. Same. Is it bad that I'm considering... What's the rest dr- of your story? Oh. I know. Let's get back to it. Sure. Um, it was like after school, my sophomore year, I was a fag and I was in the closet. And I also knew that I was moving to another country like at the end of that semester. And so I felt like a certain, a certain sort of... Uh, Lee, like some freedom some leeway and mm-hmm. with myself like I was able to express myself that year in ways I never could before because I knew that I was leaving therefore the stakes are so low sure so like I came out fate came out to my friend and then the girl that I was ostensibly in love with that I like dated and like had like a real connection with but like I just didn't want to have sex with her right we got her on the phone and then I came out to her on the phone <laughs> You got her on the horn. I got, got I got on the horn. I got Nora on the horn. <laughs> Nora. Yeah. Just like the leftovers. Yeah. Just I mean I mean it was What did you I guess I've never I guess I never told you guys this before. But I actually was good friends with Carrie Coon. There was a bit of an age difference. And we did date. Wow. Carrie Coon and I dated before when I was fifteen met, years old. Tracy. Yeah. 
I mean, you were the last you, one do, before people like always ask like how'd she know with Tracy Letts it's like well I fake came out to her on the phone and she was like well, I, I gotta get me a man enough with these boys enough with these boys anyway so for like two hours I was like in this glow of having come out like knowing that I was gonna take it back like it was very it was kind of fucked up but it was also so you put yourself back in the closet too yes but I but I was like oh no that was a joke like that was a joke that's not funny. No, 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 not funny at all. But like for those two hours, I was like, <laughs> "That's I, not funny." I thought a funny joke, Danielle. It wasn't a funny joke, absolutely not. But I felt liberated for a bit. Anyway, so then when I came out to that friend who is still a very good friend of mine on the telephone, um, when I like I started coming out to people when I got to college, mm-hmm. um, like I just like didn't want to worry about it that summer. Like I wasn't scared to do it. It was just like, no, I'm just gonna. This will be on my checklist when I start my first semester of college. And he thought I was joking then too. So oh. <laughs> don't cry wolf. And then he felt so bad. Don't cry oh, gay. No. Yeah. I didn't pretend to be joking. I was just like, I changed my mind. Oops. <laughs> I meant to check. I've thought about it and I do like girls. Are y'all gold star gays? <laughs> um, No. 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 You've had sex with Once women? I'm, yeah. I came out. To, I, I'm not going to say who this girl was. And look. I still would. Really? Yeah. You I don't have, think I could. You would have intercourse how, with How many gins in would you have to be? Not that many. One. I mean, three got you to walk out of game night. What would, get <laughs> what would get you to have sex with a woman? Not even one. Wow. Good for you. I'm I've how fun how experimental. I have. Are you bi? Brandon just curled Can his arms on his armpits in a mix of what I would say the Grinch and Freddie Quell from the Master. All Hands of, on sides. All of the girls I've slept with have a very many? like masculine quality, and like ah. you like a handsome lady. When I, it's like when I look at like. Kristen Stewart or Blake Lively. It's like there are these very masculine Sarah women that I am. Yes, yeah. she's one of Mary Louise Parker. Yes, I'm very attracted to them sexually. How fun! Yeah, definitely, yeah. You're not a full six. No, I'm I, a full six. Yeah, baby. I, I'm. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess same. I'm not. Se- I'm not sexually I mean, aroused by women. Come on, what happens here doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> it's just a hole. <laughs> Why'd you cover the mic? Because it's inappropriate. <laughs> he said, it's just a hole. Um, what was I going to say? No, I had something I wanted to say. Oh, I'm not going to say, I'm not even going to give any context clues because I know that some people I went to high school with do listen to this program. But when I came out to one of my good friends in high school, that first Christmas back from my first semester in college, I had like a whole plan. It was like that Christmas is when all my remaining high school friends, that's when I'm going to take care of that mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I came out to her at like three in the morning in a mini Cooper in, nice. in London, like, in, like, sub-zero temps. And then she proceeded to try and hook up with me <gasps> inside oh. right afterwards. <gasps> We're still very good friends. <laughs> and and I gotta say, I tried. I, like, tried to do it. gave it a college it. effort. I gave it the old college try. And no dice. I had to, I had to remove myself quite literally from the situation. Ooh. 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 So, anyway, back to the film. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't this, really talked about the film. But this is the have. power of Love, Simon, is that it really does make you think about... Like, when I was watching it, there were moments where I was, like, flashing back hard. Can't wait for oh. Vicky to listen to this podcast. I can't wait for Vicky to <laughs> see this film. She's going to try and set you up with a nice girl after this. A nice, handsome <laughs> she lady. She would never. I'm just joking. Vicky, I know you wouldn't. Vicky. <laughs> is Vicky Jennifer Garner? Uh, but you... <laughs> 
Vicky tried to get me to come out at age like six. <laughs> Vicky told me once, your grandma and I used to talk about it before you even started school. <laughs> like, Vicky knew. They Vicky knew. knew. It was the, the moment I was born, she knew. And she kept always being like, you know, we have gay people in our family. <laughs> you were doing which she what Elio's like, parents you know. were doing. Yes. My mom had that. That's amazing. She was and... like, ben, ben, I'm trying to call you by your name, which is faggot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's a good segue into Jennifer Garner. Let's just talk about her. Sure. <sighs> I mean, we we a lot of us have been I saying I saw someone this. tweet that Simon is the baby from Juno. <laughs> oh no! That's so good! <laughs> baby. Baby. Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, we've, we've all been saying this, but Jennifer Garner did not get the She married she us after Jason Bateman's loser loft husband. Right. She found she Josh Duhamel. Yeah, Josh Duhamel's like really good in this too. Yes. His all moment. jokes. His, his moment is also very good. Everyone's talking about Jennifer Garner's moment, which is incredible, but Josh Duhamel's really good, too. I will just... I'll just say this now so I can just have it out. Because like, what we're talking about is how all these little moments in the movie trigger, in a good way, all of these personal histories that we feel. Mm-hmm. And you connect on screen to this family, even though it's in sort of this cookie-cutter, very glossy Hollywood YA film. Mm-hmm. And it's because this movie is built on a bedrock of deep emotional resonance mm-hmm. and specificity. Yeah. It doesn't like it is it's not like you get to know this family in the same way that you get to know the, the Tenenbaums for lack of a better example because we were talking about real Tenenbaums before we got on mic. Like we don't get we don't we only spend like the most perfunctory amount of time with in, everyone w- else. with everyone else, but because all these moments are again built on such an acute sense of just truth for lack of a better way of saying it um that comes from having a queer person direct the film that is why that's why we're 35 minutes in and we can't help but talk about how we relate to this yeah like this movie this movie is for us but if you think about the mode that this movie is working in that of like the hollywood ya film yeah the three of us don't really go see those movies right we're not the target audience for that i have seen the surprising amount Did, weirdly sure but but, but but we're not necessarily the not target my, audience I, for that I, I genre. Was so expecting to have to be like, yes, I understand why this movie is important, but I didn't like it. I was too. I was totally expecting that. I didn't think it was going to have such a... I, I was... Tr- emotional truth behind it. Yeah, I, it was, much, I was surprised. I was surprised how good it is. Not to just like jump into our theme, but I rewatched The Perks of Being a Wallflower, mm-hmm. and... The acting in that doesn't work for me pretty much at all until, wow. like, the last, like, 20 minutes. Wow. In and, the words of Owen Wilson. And, wow. Wow. <laughs> and. Yeah, I saw your uh, rewatch uh, was. A three star. Pretty low. And. Pretty that's low. still four and a half the, like, for me. third quarter from, like, an hour to an hour 20. I'm bored. I'm, like. No, and no. I don't feel that in love. Future, future, <laughs> no. future best actor or best supporting actor winner Logan Lerman just keeps me glued. Oh. Well, that's because you're sexually attracted. I mean, to I him. okay. Can we not? But he's I, very good. I think Logan Lerman is one of the great actors of our generation. I do too. But it's just like the it's just not the writing is not enough on the perks. I me. love Steven Chbobsky. That's just how I feel. That's, That's just, just how, how I feel. I mean, Jesus! If love Simon taught us anything. We must validate your feelings. Yes. Feel how we feel. Okay, so 
So we'll we'll talk about perks later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll 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 get back to that. But, but there was no point in Love Simon where I was out of it. And na- same narratively. At I, first, I was a little skeptical, but once it won me over, I was in for the rest of the ride. I had a mo- and it's a ride, is what it is. Like that's like a, a movie that's just a chugging Ferris along. Wheel ride. It's a, well, I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's more of a roller coaster. Wow. <laughs> but but it's a fair fight about that. But it's a f- roller coaster. Twists and turns. But the Ferris wheel. He feels like he's on top of the world, and then he feels like he's- closeted corkscrews. <laughs> loops. A lot of loops. <laughs> In the words of Brandon's favorite film critic Peter Travers, this movie knocked me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? It did it? Did knocked it? me. I, I, I don't for know if he said loop. it about did this it movie. Knock him for a loop. But I will. In my college paper on why Love Simon is more akin to a roller coaster, mm. I cite Travers, comma Peter, <laughs> saying, <laughs> "Knocked me for a loop." Knocked me for a loop. <laughs> loop de loop. What are the oh? Last year, Wind River will knock you for a loop. <laughs> oh, will it now? <laughs> I didn't see that. Wind that River. Heterosexual. You um, know, Guillermo del Toro just tweeted out about it with, and, and was very positive, but... But there he's was, been busy for No, the there was a little months. bit of unintentional shade where he was like, one of the, like, I don't know if this is verbatim, someone's going to get to know with me, but in quotations, like, one of the lesser talked about <laughs> films last year. Nice. Yeah. It was like, it's great. I love Guillermo. Mm-hmm. Um... Same. Same. One of the... But I also got it about an hour and I was like, fuck, I've been glued to the screen this whole time. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon. Oh, for Love Simon. Yeah. Love Simon. I love like, Simon Simon. I like the device where you see once Simon thinks it's, oh, I think it's this guy who Blue is. Yeah. And then the... And then he becomes He blue becomes that imagination. person. I think a lot of times so we the, talk about... Oh, Brandon. Well, the three, I think, are all really good. I'm gonna butcher his name, but Keenan Lonsdale, who's is that Bram? Who's Bram? Who ends Bram! Up, spoiler alert ends up being blue, blue, mm-hmm. which I predicted. I re- in my I, head, I thought it. I read blue the my book, mind. and when you did, yeah, I well, know yeah, I read it the the day it came out. You bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking fan. Look <laughs> straight. I it was the first book I ever read. I period. <laughs> I learned to read <laughs> so that I could read Love Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Ben with his pointer like finger the on the sentence, like the <laughs> underlining the like Kate Winslet. Simon the f- 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 <laughs> felt different. <laughs> Um, and the other b- 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 boys. So Ben, you learned. So anyway, you know? what I was gonna boys. say is just when Bram was ruled out. It's been long enough that I was since I read the book that I was like, I thought it was him. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah I, I don't even, like. I read it. I don't remember. I couldn't remember at all. But I read the book too. I was just like, I thought it does end up being him. Is it not? Oh. I thought for I a second it was gonna be the theater kid who's also good, Cal, played by. <laughs> Speaking of Phantom Fred. The, the P, he's the Cal. pianist. Yes. Yeah, the very cute pianist. And then one of, my favorite, mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters, Lyle, the Waffle House employee. Oh, cute Played Lyle. by, do you guys remember? Lyle. Joey From Polari, American, American Crime. Crime. The best season of American Crime. Yes. Season two. Who's also right? pu- yes. out publicly. Yes, he is. That was, that. I mean, what was t- tough about him not being gay was that I didn't really buy when he was like, be hard to hang out with that hot chick all the time. That's I like, bought it. I'm not saying I, well, I I bought it too. It was just like, but 
But I know. You oh, that know. I know your big ass secret. Sorry. Who, Joey Polari? Is that Lyle? Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, when he says, oh, I want to hang out with... Yeah. But that... With your hot-ass oh, friend. Here's another thing. That scene, that whole sequence, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for the YA genre, um, but even more than that, I'm a sucker for a night football game oh. scene. Well, it's because you grew up in the Midwest, and I did too, and that feels very true to me. And I was in me. the marching band, and it was... Oh. Like, of course, of course. That's a big so night for Brandon. any scene... Is that why you like Parks of Being Wallflowers? Yes. Logan Lerman is like... Why do they get Letterman jackets? Did you have a Letterman jacket? Yes. Brandon. So when Logan Lerman says that, I'm like, bitch, what? it is a sport. Can we see? Do you have pics? Uh, do you have like a, a, a like a, a little tuba stamp Can we on tweet pics? A tuba patch? Yeah, I'll uh, find a pic of my letter jacket. Can we tweet pics of all of us young? Can we do like a 2012 v 2018 thing? Yes. Ew, no. But yes, we should yeah. do a 2000. Whatever year we're all in high school. I'll find a pick. very awkward picture of me as a closet. Yeah, we should picture. post those. We'll post yeah. our high school pics as our teaser oh for god. this episode. Oh my god. Um, but really quick, I just want to go back to that scene. Because, again, that that whooshed me back. Like, when What's-His-Face takes a bite of the ratatouille and he's whooshed yes. back to yeah. his childhood. Yeah. When I saw that scene and I had, a, I had a crush on the straight guy who I thought was going to hit on me. And right. then you feel the crushing feeling that simon feels when i still feel that when he runs yeah always i feel that all i feel that all the time (laughs) jesus and i just want to run away like simon does i had a sex dream about someone just last night and then i saw him today at work and i was like i don't know if he's so he's a co-worker I didn't, I forgot that I had the dream until I saw him. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Oh, no. fuck. It was very Claire Denis. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Just like brought back. Boom! Molly's game. <laughs> no, I agree that I li- I love how they handle the device of the three different mystery men. And then they shoot them behind the computers in the correspondence. Because I think a lot of times we talk about how difficult it is to visually dramatize technology. Yes. Technology. And this movie does a good job of it, I think. Yes. Even the text bubbles are fine. Because they don't go out of their way like to make there them super stylish. bubbles? I don't even remember. There's the scene when uh, when he's dancing at homecoming with his girlfriend. And, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Come pick and me then, up. And then They're I also... drinking. I yeah. also just have to say that Elio Perlman's review of this film is, what if there was a romantic twist but Brahms did it? Thank you so much. Get it? <laughs> but Bram did it. <laughs> I've L-O-L. never said anything funnier than that. <laughs> I love that. L-O-L. Um, L? <laughs> never mind. L? Starring Isabel Luper. Mm-hmm. Peter? <laughs> Peter? Peter? Paul, Peter Verhoeven's. Peter? Peter Verhoeven? <laughs> Peter Verhoeven. Um, we must take a moment for Natasha Rothwell. Insecure's oh, yes! Natasha oh. Rothwell. Oh. Who is the funniest thing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get my tubes tied. She's going to take the money she from selling the bigot stealer. speakers <laughs> to get her tubes tied. She is a fucking scene stealer. She I is lo- a genius. It's like, it's so we. Weird. there are some things that shouldn't be funny anymore. Like when someone is like, I'll kill you. But when she yells it at the theater kid who goes <laughs> like, what will come? And like, <laughs> all yeah. she's like, I'll kill you. Yes. <laughs> the disgruntled drama teacher who is very frustrated. She had to cast uh, everyone who tried out. Yeah. 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 It was so good. Everybody says don't. She's so Everybody says don't. Everybody says don't. The role I got is like not getting in. <laughs> <laughs> it's the titular role. 
<laughs> Cabaret uh, dancer. Oh, God. Let's just talk about Lady Bird. <sighs> Please. The other coming of age movie. The only. The only coming the of only age movie. The only one. Coming yeah. of age movie. Uh, um, but yeah, Natasha Rothwell, I just want to give a shout out to her. And Tony Hale. I don't Tony like. Tony Hale's really Tony weird. Hale doesn't work for me. Oh, I think he's great. He's this like eager to please vice principal, like I, eager to like I be guess, cool I think he and reads as creepy. As he reads as very creepy, as opposed and not in a to funny way. To be, he's not Paul Rudd in the Perks of Being a Wolf. He's not Woody Harrelson well, in The Edge of Seventeen. I just think it's it, a different character than both of no, those No, no, I know, teachers. but no, no, you're, you're right. And then it, the archetype is slightly different, but it's the idea of the teacher trying to connect with the student, certainly in their own particular way. I sure. really don't believe that a teacher would ever talk about their Tinder date with a student. That's what I was going to say. That, ever. I, think I that, did believe that because that's I had so a teacher in a, But that's who, so inappropriate. But we were in high school like 10 years, a lot more than 10 years ago. Like, t- in, especially today, that's so inappropriate. Oh, so, sure. In today's climate, yeah, it's yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, not even like, I don't mean like in the last year. I mean, in the last like five years or choose your random arbitrary metric but no I don't think it's appropriate at all for a guidance counselor or for a vice principal to talk about his sex life to a student and an then, underage student and then when he's wearing the rainbow pin that was, that was a nice touch but, but then but like then that. he has that thing where he's like when I said I feel like I'm like you, it yeah. wasn't like that. No, but I actually thought that was great. More so after he's speaking to the two guys who basically commit a hate crime against mm-hmm. Simon and the other out gay kid mm-hmm. at school. And then he calls Simon and the other out gay kid, his name I can't remember, into oh, his Ethan, office. Played Ethan, played by Clark Moore. Ethan. Great. He's great. He's really, so really, really good. So good. The, like, the micro penis, the carrot and the baby hummus. The polar opposite of Simon. Yeah. Like a perfect... Oh, and I loved the... Well, I'm, I'm going to say what I love, but first I'll say what I love, which is Simon... Or Ethan's like, you know, you could have like come out to me. And Simon basically says, like, that he didn't want Ethan to get the wrong idea. And Ethan's like, you're not my type. I love that. It's the, and, and then it's doubled down. This is, this is what I love. This is what I was going to say that I love. Is that Tony Hill's character is trying so hard to be an ally. And yet he still assumes that the two out gay kids at the school right. are boyfriends. Yeah. Right. And it shows how frustrating it can be to be, I mean, you don't have to be in high school. Like, to be a gay person and have a straight person feel like they are... I mean, they do vote, like, vote for politicians that will vote for gay rights. Like, they do change their Facebook picture to purple on Pride Day or whatever, but then they still just, like, want to set you up with, like, whatever random faggot they know. Right. Right. You know, like, it doesn't make them a bad ally, but it means that they don't really actually see the whole picture. Right. They don't see you. Yeah. Yeah, because that's such an interesting nuance really that, like, like obviously Ethan... Ethan would not be into Simon. Like, yeah. Simon's way too boring for him. Yeah. <laughs> Simon's much more my type, for instance. Simon is, <laughs> Simon is gay and Ethan is queer. And I would like to talk about that because I'm glad oh, that Ethan okay. is in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I know he's not the lead and... He's not a super small part either. He has no. a lot of dialogue. He's featured in a lot of scenes. There's a lot of way to go before a character like Ethan could be the lead of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think we need to talk about like mask femme representation with regard to this movie. I think we should. Because Nick Robinson is straight, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware. Yeah. And he probably, I mean, I don't know, and I kind of don't think it's fair to speculate, but I think he probably is straight, especially right. considering how some of his co-stars have come out in the wake of the film's release. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's straight. I mean, I don't know if he's on the record, but I, I have Googled, is he gay? He, he's straight. Okay. I mean, um, I don't know, but I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure. And I think that is 
obviously intentional that he is a masculine homosexual Mm -hmm. and he's I don't know. But still it. sensitive. I mean, yeah. I, what, what I appreciate... I, I, I get what I know you're that getting we, at. I know We're that not... Especially on the internet, we, like, yell at masculine homosexuals a lot. And I don't mean to, like, make them feel bad. Yeah. But I... I'm, I'm sure any gay teen in mm-hmm. high school would have meant a lot to me. But the Ethan character does mean a lot. To me, like more than Simon does, you know. Sure, way. and, and yes, I think that because he's unabashedly queer in himself, and it's amazing and, to see and Simon is it, heteros. And, and it's, the a, thing it's a that, huge point in the film's favor too to go just beyond its own gay protagonist to yeah. include more of a spectrum of representation. Yes. Yeah, and it's just like Simon. I was very Simon in my reluctance, but yeah, I, I, think, I that's I want to talk about that, right? Yeah. I I think I am further on the femme scale than mm-hmm. Simon is. And so it's really nice to see someone like Ethan. Mm-hmm. Totally. And again, I think that's why that's why representation matters. And it's why this movie, this movie could have been like a whitewashed, literally sanitized version of the coming out experience. And instead mm-hmm. it's not quite that. I mean, they're, the soccer friend is hot. Soccer friend is hot. Sorry. So, soccer friend is hot. No. And, oh, and, and, yeah, and, yeah. and so, and the so straight it, friend. and so I agree that it's great to have Ethan there to show more of a spectrum and also to show an unapologetically queer person mm-hmm. who definitely in, in no way, shape or form fits the more heteronormative role mm-hmm. that Simon's relationship short, sort of does slot into by the end of the film. But I also, and, and I don't think these things can't both be true. I think they are both true. But there is something about being a closeted kid where you're more mask presenting. Correct. But we don't necessarily know what Simon's going to look like or how he's going to be presenting 10 years from then. Like, this is sort of the beginning of him. Right. Like, I'm not an incredibly femme person, but I also kept my wrists very straight in high school. Like, I wouldn't, like, intentionally lower my voice, but I wouldn't let it go up like I'm doing right now, like, which is just how I my voice goes. I still lower my voice. So, when I go to the barbershop, when I talk to my boss. That's why I go to a gay barbershop. Oh, I still do. Yeah. I go to a gay barbershop. But, <laughs> but I related a lot to Simon, and that that's very close to who I was in high school. Like, I've heard some, like, gays on the internet saying, sort of as a joke, but that there's no way that this gay teen's playlist for Christmas would not include Mariah Carey, and Mariah and I share a birthday, and I would not have included Mariah Carey. It would have been, like, She and Him, which is on there. It would have been Smokey Robinson, which is on there. But I wouldn't. And I still... Love Dick, you know, you know, and, and so it, it's not, it's not nice so much that Amazon the, plug, and I'm not just, oh my god, <laughs> Brandon, Amazon can Venmo me twenty dollars, <laughs> Catherine Hahn can Venmo me twenty dollars. <laughs> That's good. That was so funny. That's good. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm not saying that like guffaws are exactly <laughs> like <laughs> perfectly, perfectly syncopated. Here. <laughs> ha 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 ha! He's talking um, about the sound waves on no, our program. And, and I, just let me say real quick because yeah, someone's yeah. gonna be annoyed listening to this. I'm not saying that we like need more representation for like gays who don't who don't love Mariah. <laughs> I'm not ready for the fem top. The fem tops are very real today. Oh, they're real. Which is great. Well, I know Let's they're break real. Down binaries. Who is that man in that video? I don't know, but I <laughs> I guess I realized the top is it's my your type. type. It's official. Shit. Anyway, so I'm, I, I mean, I'm not going to hear that, boys. We always knew it, but it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Can you believe? Can you believe? 
Okay, Brandon's doing that, that Grinch Freddy Krueger. I'm just saying that, that it's not like we need to tell my story more than anybody else's. But yes, he is more mask. But I also think that I just think, I do think I, it's he will grow real. into himself. Yeah, I and, and, I think a lot of it is him shielding who he really will become. Because yes. we've all been closeted. We've all wore, yes. you know, we've all worn boxers over our right. briefs in PE class. Right. Well, actually, I didn't that. do that, but I love that you did. <laughs> God, I just, Brandon! I we've all done it because I know that's really fucking weird and not all of us have done that. I definitely uh, felt weird about, like, the briefs versus boxers thing in the locker room, though. I didn't I, do that specifically. I I wore bo- but that is a very serious, like, anxiety that I still have to yes, I get that. And one time, I had my briefs on and my boxers over because I knew that was the look, even I'm, though I preferred the briefs. I, by the way, I'm obsessed with this personal detail. I got pants. <gasps> and only the top layer came down. And they were like, you're wearing two pairs of underwear? Brandon. And then it just became infinitely worse. Brandon, I want to hug you, but my microphone's in the way. That's that's really traumatic. Uh, why do you think I still remember it in well, vivid sure. detail? Why do you why do you think Brandon still wears two pairs of underwear? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe thank that you for, happened. Thank to you, you for sharing that. Wow, this is basically our most Oprah episode yet. I know. <laughs> Thanks to Love Simon. I, I will. Do, this is. I'll just say only to once again. Um, have like the much lamer version of this story but just that i remember being in gym class and this is like in the eighth grade so like when you you're i mean you've the puberty has happened like bodies are developing like you know what you want and that me and this other gay kid who we were not out to each other we didn't know but like we had we were but, doing the telepathic wig but we had thing this co- across the room wig wig we we, we felt that already <laughs> but like when and i'm not trying to sound we basically, like, we would have to go out of our way to avert our eyes to not be looking at all the other boys because we were 8th ah, mm-hmm. grade gay boys who wanted to kiss other 8th grade gay boys. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, seeing him do the exact same thing that I was doing and, and I felt safe in an unsafe space because, like, if someone had caught me, like, oh, my God, like, the things that I did see and the things that I could have seen if I had kept looking, right. like, I totally could have been physically hurt yeah, um, right. and and, and that, I felt safe having someone else in the room and just feeling that fear wig 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 but uh, same locker room experience I remember there was one guy we, we went alphabetical and I can't remember the guy's name but his last name started with an L my last name started with a K mm-hmm. so he changed right next to me and I remember um. he was looking especially good one day and I was like watching him and somebody called me out and was like why are you getting dressed so slow Brandon. and I was like because I'm trying to cop a look, bitch. Sweet Brandon. No. I never was worried about getting beat up. You lived in Northern California. I lived in Northern California. So How I'd... many gays were you in your little pee locker room? Uh, you didn't even have to take pee. A did lot? You? I have. No, they just did a knitting circle. My high school has never had a heterosexual prom king. Like, in what? As far as I'm aware. It's insane. What is that like? Yeah, what is that like? I mean, we can talk a lot about my personal internalized homophobia in that I rejected every single one of them on a human level because I was not ready to go there. Mm -hmm. But, like, society was fine with it. And, like, 
everyone else was great. I went to like an arts magnet high school. In, oh, in in addition <laughs> to going to a school in Northern California, yeah, it was a public arts magnet high school that was in, mostly non-white, yeah. and was mostly art kids. All the adults have purple <laughs> teeth and rainbow pins on, and their it was lapel. just like very. I, I went to the safest high school I possibly could have gone to, and I still. There are people that I wish I could like like. In AA, you make amends with people mm-hmm. that I wish I could make amends with them. Maybe one day. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm like, I know we were both gay in high school, and I was a dick because I couldn't go there. That's a lot to carry around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I There's three. Three in particular. Let's name the Let's name names. <laughs> Call them by I their I know names. you love Elia Kazan, so follow in his footsteps and let's name some I names. I do love Elia So let's Kazan. name some names. I'm not going to, though. But I've always been fascinated by the idea of growing up, like being around our age and going to high school without fear. Like I was in a long-term relationship with someone who grew up in the Boston area. And so no fucking problem. Like went to gay church, like came out, like had a boyfriend in high school. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, if I had not moved out of the country, I would not have come out until I was like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Like I don't just like having the bravery just like be yourself like so i recently spoke at a qsa in the valley to a group of middle school kids and i was expecting like five kids to show up and they're like 30 kids like packing this room and i was so moved that these kids felt brave enough and what i later learned is still a conservative school Mm -hmm. that they that they showed up to the room with the rainbow flag on it to be in each other's company to feel safe in that room I, and, like, I only had, like, 20 minutes to, like, give my spiel about, like, being an adult gay man and how, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, like, I, like, couldn't help myself, like, the first five minutes. I'm just like, and you're brave, and you're brave, and you're brave, and you're brave, and thank you for coming, and thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. Things have changed. But things are, st- I mean, but things are not all the way better, and that's why a movie like this. A lot this, of it does have to do with where you live. Absolutely. Because I am the oldest person here, and I probably have the safest high school environment. Right. Yeah, yeah, there was one we were one out gay kid at my high school. And I think I said this on another episode, but all the parents were like, he's not gay. He thinks he's gay, but he's oh, not gay. Oh, you got that. Yeah. Of uh, course you did. Um, I want to touch on the movie's happy ending and how important that is. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna talk a little shit about the ending, but oh, all right. But I just, I just want to let's say go cheery that, first. That the movie, well, first of all, comparing this movie to Call Me by Your Name is derivative and stupid and stupid and no very, one, very little to do with one another. No one should be doing that. Um, but you know, a movie like that, you know, the art house gay movies that we've seen in recent years have been about gay tragedy, and it's interesting that this movie is about gay triumph. Mm-hmm. Like you Carol get... is not a tragedy, right? But Carol's I just, art house. I just, I know. But he was saying, but your right. house movies Carol, are tragedy. Oh, Carol I, is not a tragedy. I'm a different story. Yes, I still just would like to throw that out there for any reference to Carol that I can make. Yes, right yeah, now. yeah. No, you're right there. Absolutely. Okay, real quick, real quick. When I saw Carol at AFI Fest, Todd Haynes and Rooney Mara <laughs> were there, and I had a terrible seat in the front row, but that's the best seat for a Q and A, mm-hmm. obviously, because oh, yeah, right. the proximity to the talent. And this one academic, like, bl- chunky black frame looking motherfucker nice. 
stood up with me? his microphone. Was it me? No, 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 no. Like <laughs> chunky. Ben has like, um, like I do have a. They're like not a thin, m- but middle, you have a medium frame. Yeah, a medium yeah. frame. No, someone who is in the grad program at UCLA probably and was speaking very, very confidently. And was in basically his yeah, question. His question involved like he, his question, of course, you know, it's like what I'm saying now, just rambles on and on and on and commentary. It's more of a comment than a question. And then Ugh. it gets to the end, and he's like, "And for a movie with such a tragic ending," and then asked the question, and Rooney Mara didn't answer the question. All she said was, "Does the movie have a tragic ending?" <laughs> um, I actually, and, and and it wasn't like that cutting. She then went on to be like, "No, I feel like it it doesn't. Like there's maybe in three And she said this great thing that I love. She's like, "Maybe in three years, like we don't know if they're going to be together forever. Like right. in but three they're years, gonna... they're going to actually have to talk about if they're going to stay together. Mm-hmm. But does the movie have a sad ending? Yeah, because and she wasn't even trying to be dismissive. No. She was just like that." <laughs> Doesn't that's not the movie we did made. You see the movie? What did you see? What did you <laughs> the see? Last three minutes when yeah. Rooney Mara crosses the room and an did entire you see, ocean of time. Did you see that camera <laughs> track into Carol uh Kate Blanchett's turned smiling face? Yeah, and like, you're right. Do, Carol, do, do, Carol does do, have do. a hopeful oh. ending. Anyway, back to anyway, but, but this movie is a, a a happy ending with commercial intent. Mm-hmm. Like you get the big romantic Two young men it's, kissing. And I think it is the guy that you hoped it would be. Yeah. I think so, too. I think it is positioned that way. Yeah. What it's if the it's guy the relationship you, you want, but, you know, Bram did it. Oh, my God. Bram um, down. <laughs> and, and it's a kiss that hopefully, you know, and it's, op- it's opened in theaters nationwide that will probably get applauded. And it's a kiss that they don't cut away from which no they hold on the kiss and i think that's very important if modern family it took them like three seasons or whatever to let their two heralded groundbreaking gay characters actually show physical affection towards one another it wasn't Mm -hmm. that wasn't like a good job buddy hug yeah Yeah. it's very on um ryan murphy's one season sitcom the new normal oh right whenever the starring alan barkin whenever the couple would kiss there would be a cut just to a reverse angle of them still kissing but there was a cut on the kiss to distract so you never see lips You no, see, you like, still see it, but it's just like it. The cut is enough. It of disrupts a the moment a little bit. Uh, in Love Simon, I do think. You hold. It, no, no, no. I mean, yes, 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 yes. But I do think that we do get that cut. But then, the, I, if I'm remembering correctly, when they kiss, we do go to behind them. But then they kiss again from the front, and they hold on to it, and then they kiss again at the end, and hold on to it. So it's like. It's, it's not like the second they kiss, though. Right. Which no, is right, what I right, 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 right. I, I remember. Know. I remember actually they being hold on shocked. It for a while. I, what I what I'm saying is, it's like how much they hold on. I wanted them to hold on it longer, mm-hmm. and then they did. And, they and do hold on. And, it. And my, you know, my expectations were subverted because I certain like when they cut to the. And if I'm remembering this correctly again, but the, I remembered thinking I want more of the kiss and I want it square on, mm-hmm. and then I got it. I got wonderful. it. Well, well, I got, I got it. it. <laughs> well, I got it. Well, I got it. Jane, I'm finished. <laughs> um, Can we yeah. do a comeback episode? Yes. yes. And, and, I, and I'm going to talk extensively about the best moment of the show no one ever talks about, hmm. which is when Valerie gets shoved into the trunk of a car <laughs> on a movie shoot oh, yeah. with a bunch of with fake snakes. snakes. Oh, yeah. And then the overeager, action, action, director. <laughs> 
She's like, ah, Valerie, like the snakes are looking a little fake. We're just going to put a couple of live ones in there. And Valerie's like, I don't know. And then she agrees to it. And then it's the best reveal of all time. Like, action, action. And then we show the trunk pop open. And one of the live snakes is like right near Valerie's face. Just like, and she she has duct tape over her mouth. Her eyes are bulging out of her skull. And by the way, there is a gif. And no one used it. Oh, that's I've a good I've definitely, line. like, tweeted about that moment. Good. But not often. Good. <laughs> good. Pretty good. Uh, Thank you for letting me bring up the comeback right now. <laughs> as I would always wish I was doing. I feel like we didn't t- talk about the movie. I think but, but we did. We did. like, what is there to talk about? There's not much to talk about. It's just a, it's a very solid, very good. It's a very solid studio movie. Yeah. And it is a studio movie. It's very much a studio movie. Um, but but it's cool. it's so well done. It has great acting. I think that is what impressed me the most is the level of acting. And I'm Logan really, Miller, who and plays I the theater I'm really impressed with Greg Berlanti because mm. I feel like it could have been a total disaster yeah. with these kids. And he really pulls it together. Yeah. And I do think it is Greg Berlanti that... Like, you can see just how well, like, when all of the performances are going so well together, it is direction, not the acting ensemble. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is him. I think that speaks really well to his talent. And, like, he's had such a long, like, training ground before directing. This is his first directorial Effort. He did. Am I right? He did the Catherine Heigl, Josh Duhamel, oh. Life as We Know It. This is his oh, second, okay. and that's where you get Josh from. Mm-hmm. I thought this was his very first, second. But still, I think there's just there's a command over the ensemble. Yeah, and it, he draws from his experience of EPing so many CW shows, and yeah. I think working with YA talent is his strength, yeah. and that's why every this... actor seems comfortable and genuinely happy to be there. Yes, yeah. yes. all the time. And I saw them do a panel, and they all like they all love him. Mm-hmm. The way they like look over to him and talk to him and talk about him, and yeah. he did. It sounds like he created a very. It's how like, the Ladybird nurturing... cast speaks about Greta Gerwig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very nice. It's pretty nice. Love it's scene. very cool. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. I'm glad he's utterly wealthy. Oh yeah, he's doing just fine. And, and married to a hot soccer player and he's giving oh are they married he's giving back yeah. giving back to the community like this how nice yeah. how nice, how nice. For him. so our theme was before we segue can i just yes. say what i didn't like about the ending sure. sure yes you may thank you very much so the whole movie and in most of the movies that about- simon drives and bram gets in and he's the woman no okay but yes <laughs> Because bucket that's seat a representation very thing. Yes, and it's also a Simon is in the driver's seat. And you know, it certainly speaks to a level level of heteronormativity in yeah. that in that station wagon. And like, Bram is just there drinking his iced coffee. Of course, he's like, "Honey, <laughs> like, thank you, honey." Is that yes. cream in it too? Oh. <laughs> Bram the girls get cream. cream. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's, I mean, there's probably some sugar in there too. <laughs> Not black for me. It needs to be a little sweet. Like the coffee Brandon's drinking right now. <laughs> which, is, which is beige. Which is white. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like that the movie leads up this whole time to On the Ferris wheel. quote unquote blue getting together with quote unquote Jacques. 
mm-hmm. and then they get together on the Ferris wheel and they have some aw- awkward little small talk and then they kiss and it's wonderful and then we like fade down mm-hmm. and then fade back up. I wanted to see more of their relationship. You wanted to see them fuck. I didn't want to. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I wanted them to be like, oh, Simon, I hate it when you do this. Yeah, like well, You wanted a relationship. I wanted to see a relationship. So much of the movie plays as a rubric, or not a rubric, but more of like a guidebook for the coming out experience for teens. Or not even a guidebook, just shows an, a, a healthy example of how, I mean, most, I don't know if everybody would be as lucky to have as generous and gracious parents, but that just might be my like old man speaking. Mm-hmm. But it just, there's something so great about how it articulates so much about the coming out experience so that if you are questioning and you're a teen or you want to come out and you like don't know what it's going to look like on the other side, that this movie at least gives a representation of what it is like to have that struggle and then what it looks like on the other side. Mm-hmm. I also would have liked to have that same sense with the relationship. All I needed was like two minutes. Like Mm. two minutes of them one-on-one. We only get them together in the Ferris wheel and then they're in the car with the friends. And then Simon's like, I think today we'll go on an adventure. And then we pan to the sky and the credits roll. I would like to counter that by saying that this movie is a rom-com. And the rom-com structure is that... It's over once they're together. Right. Sure. But they've never actually... They've been together digitally. Right. But, but I want to just... I'm sorry. What I'm saying is two minutes. I'll take one minute. I know, but I'm of just them saying by that's themselves. the goal of the movie. I know. No, no. I know. And I thought about that afterwards. I'm like, this movie is more about the process of these two people coming mm-hmm. together. Yes. It's yeah. not Blue Valentine. But I... Oh. I mean, oh. that's an extreme example, but you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. All I'm saying it's is... It's not about their relationship. I want... But I just want... It a, is about... Simon's relationship with Blue vis-a-vis his own coming out. I know. But I... What... This movie is under two hours. I just want one minute with them talking. You you always yell at me about when I'm like, well, this is just... I don't have to like it just because that's what it was intended. But I'm going to play the other part. See, this is just what was intended. That's fine. I'm saying it could have been better. the, The whole point I'm leading up to here is like... I think that this movie is great full stop for mm-hmm. gay teens seeing how in or closeted teens and seeing how their experience can live out or you know just basically I already said it like seeing the in the closet out of the closet the struggles of it the friends the family like giving them a sort of blueprint for how this can go yeah I just would have liked these kids to also get a taste of what's what what's nice about love and what's nice about building up to being together with someone is that it's not just about that they're one more of your friends like they become like your special person Mm -hmm. and blue never really feels like Simon's special person to me except when Leah seeds the front seat yeah, exactly. That's the only moment. That's the only moment. Oh, that... when she chooses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why can't they just be driving and be like, where are we going? And then, and then, and then they, you know. You see one second of like intimacy between That's them. That's fine. Maybe You're... like a touch or a cross up, or something. Blue puts his hand on top of Simon's hand, which is on the stick shift. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I need. I would have liked some dialogue, but like, I, I just, so. they peck. They peck. Well, it's morning. You know, we're not making out with people first thing in the morning. <laughs> I, don't, I, wait, I, don't, school. I don't need to make. I don't need to make out. I don't morning. need to make out. I need a. I need a clutching, I need a clutching of the jaw. Can I just say that I think the reality of Bram and Simon's relationship Bram. is that it goes. I think it doesn't end well. I think it I goes. Agree. It does. I think it goes. It I agree. No, I, I agree. Horribly, almost immediately. <laughs> 
I don't know about I don't almost think immediately. So. I think they're together for the rest of high school. They try to make it work for a semester of college, and then someone cheats on somebody, and they very. I think and they're they together very, for like two weeks, and then something Simon goes cheats. awry. Bram doesn't cheat. Look at the look in his eyes. Bram does not cheat on Simon. I think Simon's the one flitting about mm-hmm. a little bit. He finds out some other out boys in the Once school. He gets to college. The boy with the lawn or the uh, the leaf Once blower in the boots. Sarah Lawrence. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> <laughs> or like you know tufts bard bram went to like duke <laughs> and simon went to sarah Lawrence. <laughs> i just want love simon too so we can see these futures it's blue valentine blue valentine oh well uh, so our home we tasked ourselves to watch some other ya movies so yeah. what i like other movies that feature <laughs> Okay, you're the only person who rewatched it, so please. No, but I have my talking points. I, I don't remember it. I have seen Ferris Bueller so many motherfucking times in my life, and this is the first time that I've sat down and watched it from start to finish in at least 15 years, and it holds up, first of all. Second sure. of all... movie does hold up. It is about these freewheeling kids... For most of it, and then, like, suddenly, at an hour, ten minutes, it becomes life or death. It gets real. And because I feel like the car, right? The Something car. happens. Yeah. And Cameron is just like, my dad is going to kill me. And you feel the danger yep. in his performance. Mm-hmm. And you get his relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. And I also think that this movie ties to Simon in Ferris's utter disregard of his friend's feelings mm-hmm. for the entire movie. Oh, interesting. We can yeah. talk about that. Um, and Ferris is the hub. It's just, I mean, it is just Ferris's girlfriend and Cameron. It's not like a whole group yeah. of people the way that Love, Simon But is. he's also the bub because he's not really thinking about his friend's feelings. Yeah. And he's just, he has his agenda and Simon's agenda is very different, but they both have an agenda. Yeah. Simon is trying to be himself Ferris is trying to evade responsibility. Correct. Ferris is trying to be anyone else. But you're right. I mean, both movies engage in the collateral damage in in pursuing your truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that the movie is or Love Simon is wise to hold Simon accountable for pimping out his friend, for lying to another friend, and then manipulating another one, and then you know filling the theater kid who blackmails him with false hope. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, as gay people, we see that, and I think that we want to give him a little extra slack on the leash, right? Because we know what it's like to feel like your life will end right. if people know that you're gay. Yep. Yeah. But you also feel that he has he has been a pretty shitty friend. Yes. For the past six months. Yeah. And and I'm not telling you know I'm not telling uh, love Simone Simon what he should have done. Right. But. I certainly, going back to what I was saying earlier, it makes sense that those friends would feel frustration that it's like, well, why didn't you just come out to us and then we could have helped you get through this rather than what happened? I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, saying that that's how he should have done it, but the movie is smart to not do everything in quite black and white terms. There is collateral damage in coming out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whether or not we all fucked around our friends to get to that place, there we go. I mean, I did. Like when I, when I was, uh, when I was a sophomore in high school and like, played around with my friends so I could have my two hours of being gay. Yeah. It's different, but it's like, I could understand why they could look back on that now and be like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. 
Yep. There's all things we have to navigate as we come out, and some of those things can come across as selfish. Yeah. Because we're trying to look out for our ourselves. Selves. Yeah. Yeah. You have to protect yourself. Yeah, and ultimately, Simon is, is in the to. right. Mm-hmm. But I do think that to let him off the hook completely would be oh no we a shouldn't. bad choice yeah, yeah, yeah. He and does. honestly I'm sure that some people and the movie doesn't either mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say but yeah it um no he does look like a shitty person at that three quarter mark you're like wow. And, you know, as gay people, we want to shake his friends and be like, no, there's no way you can possibly understand, like, the crucible he was in and has been in for most of his young adult life. Like, you just can't get it, but but trust me. Yeah. But on the flip they will never understand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's true for everyone. Everyone has feelings. Mm -hmm. Can you believe? Can you believe? Can you believe? Everyone has feelings. Who gave us permission? And you can't. Hurt people. I think there's another binding agent between Ferris Bueller's Day Off and most of John Hughes movies. And I don't agree with you that it's the only good John Hughes movie. I love The Breakfast Club. I love Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I actually haven't seen that. I think it's pretty good. I've really only seen the teen ones. Pretty Okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, those don't do anything for me. Yeah. But I do love The Breakfast Club. I don't like The Breakfast Club. (laughs) But the thing, John Hughes movies and love simon both speak in an unabashedly earnest language mm-hmm. in a way that is never cheap that is sentimental mm-hmm. yet sincere and believes the best in their characters and we are living in such cynical times that it means a lot to me that people are still responding to love simon even yeah. though like what what one man one person's cheesy is another person's sincere is another right. person's earnest right and i think love simon wears its heart on its sleeve mm-hmm. and it would be really easy to take it to task for that but i don't think you should mm-hmm. and i also think that on that note of like being cynical and then making yourself you know the idea that cynicism makes you wise like the idea that cynicism makes you smarter than people who right. are happy I think that gay teens have every right to be as basic as they want to be. Mm-hmm. And that includes Love, Simon. Simon is a basic bitch. And just because he doesn't want to go to a leather bar with you or engage in more like deviant activity mm-hmm. doesn't mean that his gay story is not worth telling. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. And, love- and, and, and it's not saying, it, it, it's not trying to completely hetero wash the no. gay experience either. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, like Ethan's queer expression is the antithesis to Simon's. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's just so cheap to make that point and really dismissive and really cynical. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's it, to dismiss this movie because of that is um is not productive. And I'm not but I'm not saying the leather shit with any level of judgment. I'm just saying don't judge this movie either. Right. Anyway, I mean sorry. People can take this movie to task for being a little too white, a little too hetero seeming, um but straight teens have gotten their basic ass romantic comedy straightforward stories on the big screen for decades mm-hmm. we get to have one too and gay yeah. teens no matter you know what, what queerness on the spectrum you can you we should the get idea. our shailene would we didn't have a harness in the fault in our stars yeah. and i don't expect we simon to have one either expect every gay movie to represent all game we've been having this fight for so fucking long yeah looking I'm, was I'm a big so what, what's the real queer canon tired. and what's the wink to the heterosexual audience yes canon. i'm so tired of having to defend both sides 
the people who think something like Paris is burning doesn't represent them and they know these people and the people that then don't think weekend represents them the people that don't think call me by your name represents represents them them. and i'm Mm -hmm. so sick and tired of saying it doesn't have to fucking represent you right not every movie it is has the obligation do you think he's gay yeah here's the question is there someone who is gay or trans Mm -hmm. or asexual whatever the movie is about is that queer person going to see themselves on screen and feel like their their story has been validated yeah Yes. Okay. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. That's Some, it. Someone's going to get put, something out of it. Put your think piece yeah. in the trash where it belongs. Not all the time. Not all the time, but sometimes. Sometimes. And and let this person see their story represented. The reason we go to the movies are for a couple reasons. One is to walk in other people's shoes, and one is to walk in your shoes uh-huh. and to see your story on the big screen. And because film and television are so deeply ingrained in the cultural consciousness of this country... It does matter when your story plays in a multiplex. Yeah. So I I actually, I have time for, like, there's been some pretty good writing, actually, on why Love, Simon, why maybe we, why Love, Simon is not, it's not the best version of what we could have had. Um, there are some interesting pieces mm-hmm. on that we've talked about off yeah. mic. I don't really want to drag any names into a conversation here, but... I also I also do wonder if that's a productive conversation to have and if there are, I think that that's a conversation more for like adults who are already out and this movie is not so much I mean it is for us but this movie is more for kids who need help coming out and yeah it's it's I for think, the generation who's not I mean it's for everyone but like especially powerful for the generation who might still be closeted who might still be questioning yeah. and are and are seeing this and feeling empowered to come out. Yeah. That's that's it. I think as a, at the at the commercial Hollywood level, movies are really for a generation younger than what they're representing on the film. This movie's for 12-year-olds. Mm, this right. movie's not for mm. high school seniors. Yeah. The movie's for 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a very good first step to give to 12-year-olds. And yeah. I think first step is well said. Mm-hmm. Because I also hope that this is not the only bit of yeah. representation right, that we get course. from the mainstream it's a good cinema. First step. And now I'd like to see a lesbian story. I'd like to see yeah. a young trans story. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a lot of different stories. But I don't think that this is a bad first step. In fact, I think it is a very good one. And it's much better than I think the three of us thought it was going to be. Yeah. I... You know, I joked at the beginning, like, as we were opening with nitpicks. Like, someone's annoyed that we're doing this. But I get that on some level like i think that we should always be able to engage with the film's flaws and strengths if we're gonna have an honest discussion yeah and we should always have honest discussions mm-hmm. but i do think there is something about about flaunting your own support like your own so-called intellectual superiority mm-hmm. and feeling that that matters more than a 12 year old who's going to be able to come out five years earlier because right. of this movie I agree. right I just don't know how you can think that's more important i agree and i don't know if people do but uh that's how it certainly feels sometimes mm-hmm. The um, this movie would have changed my life. If I if I had seen this, I would have I would have come out earlier. Hundred percent, full stop. Nice. Yeah, I mean that's the power. I would of have rejected it. A movie well, like we've this. we've we've established that because Ben was in the. <laughs> well, I've already a, said your piece. Yeah, yeah. I would have rejected this movie if this had come out before I had come out. Mm-hmm. The box office is a little disappointing. Box office is a little disappointing. This is also sort of a bad time. 
time for box office in general. Not not 2018. What the fuck I mean, is I this... can only imagine. And why is that number three? Number three. I I've never a, heard of it before. I think that's a Jesus movie. Oh well, there you go. I believe the Jesus movies always. Do I believe it's a faith space thing. Love oh, the faith so space. So the Jesus movie. A Wrinkle in Time, second week, dropped from two to four, and then Love, Simon's in at five. And then what? Black yeah. Panther? Still number one, Tomb Raider number two. Oh, right. I, by the way, I think I'm going to see Tomb Raider. Good for oh, you. hell yeah. I think I'm going to see I Tomb Raider. I think I'm going to see it, too. I got really excited last night driving past the Arclight, being like, wait a minute, there's an Indiana Jones ripoff in theaters right now. How I'm am I put, not I'm seeing this? I'm going to put this on the record. You're not seeing it. I, I straight up don't see what... Casting directors and directors see in Alicia Vikander. It's Alicia Vikander. Is You're it right. Alicia? You're right. It is Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks like the video game. Okay. Charisma, like- uniqueness, nerve, and talent. She may have talent. The, the other three she doesn't have. I, she looks like... Mm-hmm. The thing about this Tomb Raider is that it is based on the reboot of the video game. Hmm. There are specific hmm. beats in the movie's trailer, like when she's jumping off the boat, that are pulled directly from... I love from, that you're a gamer. Gamer with a Y. With a Y. Pulled directly from the opening cinematic in the reboot video game. Sure. It is based... And she looks like... the re, She Laura looks Graf. like that Laura. I will say that The Danish Girl is one of my least favorite films I've ever seen... I think that it is a pox on the queer canon, and I would hope that people have the good judgment not to include it, mm-hmm. because it basically says the trans experience is an external one, not an right. internal one, and it just drives me up a fucking wall. Mm-hmm. Not that that's my experience, but uh, I, it just drives me up a fucking wall. Alicia Vikander is so compelling in that movie. I would not have nominated her, but anytime she is on screen, I feel like there is blood in the veins of the film again. Wow. Um, and on that level, I think she does have charm. Clearly she has talent. Feel that. I feel be- The only thing I believe in the Danish girl is her struggle. Hmm. The only thing I believe in that movie. Interesting. I believe nothing in that movie. I mean, I believe nothing else. Right. I, I also... Just- I don't even. I barely believe her in Ex Machina, which is a movie I like quite a bit. I think she's great in it. I I am yet to. It's very easy to do nothing. It's not nothing. It, it's the idea. I specifically was being dismissive. Oh right. I mean no. She she's doing. She's <laughs> she she's serving Sean Young and Blade Runner realness behind the placid exterior. There's well, a... that's the idea. I know you don't like Blade Runner, but anyway. I will say that I'm still waiting for Alicia Vikander to have the vehicle that is going to knock me out. I don't think she should have won an Oscar this early. I think that's probably going to be the worst thing to happen to her career. I think that she should have had to do a scrappy independent project, something where she really had to fight tooth and nail. She's actually for pretty good in the Derek C in France. Pretty good. Oh, The Light uh, Between Oceans? Yeah, which is not a good movie, but I did think she was pretty solid in that. I think she's a very solid actress who might not be getting challenging enough material. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see Tomb Raider because I would like to see if I'm agreeing more with Ben after seeing a vehicle for her for front her. and center that is all built around her personality, her charm, mm-hmm. whoever, whatever her star image is. Right. This is the first like big budget Alicia Vikander movie. So oh, yeah. I'm curious to weigh what I've just said against what I anyway. I won't see, see it. Ben's not going to see it. <laughs> In Again, conclusion, as I said, critics could have called it the next Mad Max Fury Road, and I would still not see it. You would have closed that big round stone over that mm-hmm. tomb and said, "Good night, like, nurse." Great. 
I'm this, glad for people who enjoy good. it. Slant Magazine. This isn't an adap- adaptation of a video game so much as an adaptation of a video game's tutorial level. That's because it is the tutorial level. That's funny. Gamer! <laughs> you are a gamer. And we love you for it. Okay. Well, this has been... <laughs> are we done? This I, has been... I think you're doing the right thing. Movies IMO. Next week, we are discussing... Wes Anderson's newest picture, Isle of Dogs. Um, Which I may or may not have a credit on. We'll know by the time we record. We'll know nice. by the time. Everyone, stay for the credits to see Ben Empey's name. Thank you. Ben Matthew Empey. Ben Benjamin Horn Matthew Empey. Thank you. Uh, My full first name is Ben, though. We've talked about and this many times. Has been and on I the know. Mic. Yeah. Yes. And I oh. have rejected the definition <laughs> every time. Anyway, Benjamin Horn Matthew. I'm just, anyway, I just, Benjamin. I'm very proud of my first name. H. John ben. Benjamin Horn Good Matthew MP. J. Israel Esquire. <laughs> the third. Okay. Um, <laughs> please follow us on iTunes at Movies. Nope. Please follow us on Twitter at Movies. Let's IMO. stick that. Let, let's put this in reverse. <laughs> T N U C. Try it again. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Movies IMO. Uh, please like. Review, subscribe, I don't know. Rate us five stars. I'm going to suggest five. (laughs) Let's continue continue the Love, Simon. Let's continue the Love, Simon challenge. I am my own faith-based market. Wow. I'm going to say... Shout out to the person who did sign their five-star review. Love their name. Yeah, love. They said love Jacques. So, I would love... I think it was love Joaquin. Oh, I don't know. I'm checking. Just well, keep going. I'm thank gonna, you, fan. So we'll continue our Love, Simon challenge. Please review us five stars. Leave us a nice review and then sign your name, Love. Love. Um, great. That's it. I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at BK Kirby. I'm Ben MB. You can find me on Twitter at Real Todd Haynes. I'm Daniel Crook. You can find me on the internet at Daniel Crook with three O's. My phone is not loading the review, but we love you. We love our fans. We love our fans. I am out of the closet, and yet I am still waiting for Jennifer Garner to allow me to exhale. When she wears a cardigan, someone tweeted that. When she wears a cardigan, you know she's going to fuck you up. Love, Joaquin. That's what they said. Love, Joaquin. Thank you, Joaquin. Thank you, Fenrir, Nick, XIX. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I've been meaning to rewatch Alias for like two years now, so I think Love, Simon might be the thing that finally gets me there. Another amazing push that Love, Simon has given its audience. Right? Just like real Out of the closet and into a wig. she has ever done. I, mm. I mm. anything that mm. is going to push me semiotically closer to Victor Garber's arms is a-okay with Wonderful. me. We can also, we should also have an Alias episode about how. Do an Alias episode. Alias changed TV more than any other show in history. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And my birthday is tomorrow. How fun! Is it really tomorrow? It's tomorrow from when this airs. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're oh we we've stepped into the time it's machine. Tomorrow, if you are listening to this on release day, and otherwise, it is a fantasy. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you, thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much.